We're joined now by Hode Rubino of DevilsDigest.com. Man, how are you? And uh, happy holidays. And uh, I guess I, my first question would be, let's just talk real quickly about uh, recruiting just because signing day, you know, is was two days ago. How did you feel like the Devils did? Well, thanks for having me on. Happy holidays uh, to you and yours as well. In terms of the recruiting class, I think it definitely was a solid recruiting class because of the low number of signees, uh, 13 in number. It didn't have a gaudy ranking, but there are some recruits in this class that are going to announce in some all-star games in the first week of January, and I think that's where you see the true picture of this recruiting class and the recruiting class that definitely should be in the top 25 when, when it's all said and done. I really think it, it addressed uh, a lot of needs. Uh, when you run a 3-3-5 defensive scheme, you can never have too many defensive backs. They loaded up over there. I thought they uh, found, uh, found a formidable uh, running back to try and replace the huge shoes that you know Benjamin leaves behind. Pass rush was a, a big issue in 2019. I think with the two defensive linemen that they're bringing in in this class, they can really address that issue adequately as well. And I think uh, overall, uh, you just have a lot of players that are top 30 in the, in the respective states and uh, even top 10 in states like Missouri and Ohio, where Arizona State does not venture that often for its recruiting class. So overall, uh, it's solid, but it's still a work in progress because I think uh, Sun Devil fans are going to hear a lot more good and significant news the first week of January. Now, Ho, do you, do you think this speaks to – Herm Edwards' ability as a recruiter, given the the, uh, the turnover at the coordinator positions. Obviously now uh, Zach Hill is in town and plays for Rob Likens, but the defensive coordinator position being uh, now filled by, um, is it It was uh, Coach White, right? Did they end up, uh, Tony White, correct. Tony yeah. White, that's correct. So they moved him up and made him the defensive coordinator. But given those guys that were in those spots before were likely very involved in recruiting and they've had turnover at those positions now and they've been able to retain most of the kids they were going after, do you think that speaks to Herm Edwards' ability as a recruiter and, and his ability to keep things together amid some uh, staff turnover? That's part of the story for sure. But in all honesty, Rob Likens and Danny Gonzalez, the outgoing coordinators for Arizona State, really were not as involved in recruiting as the rest of the staff. And I would say namely guys like Tony White and Antonio Pierce, the recruiting director. Those guys are definitely responsible if you look at the list of names for about 80 85% of the signees on Wednesday. So as long as those guys were in place and doing their job very well as they have been doing from day one since arriving at Tempe, then I didn't see any issues with the recruiting class at all. It was kind of funny because on the Wednesday press conference that Herm Edwards had, him and Antonio Pierce were quote-unquote blaming each other who had uh, more impact on this recruiting class. Let's just say that having those two in, in, in your foxhole when it comes to recruiting, usually yields very good results as this recruiting class is showing right now. So, Ho, let me ask you this. What is, you, you mentioned Gonzalez. What, what, where do you think they go for a defensive coordinator? Um, well, as, as mentioned, uh, the uh, cornerbacks corner and uh, defensive passing coordinator, uh, Tony White, uh, was, uh, was hired as defensive coordinator. Oh, I'm sorry. I that missed that. Announced. I apologize. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> no, no, no. no. No, not a problem at all. That, that was announced yesterday at Herm Edwards' uh, ra- radio show. I think I think it caught a little everybody by surprise. Not so much that Tony White was the one announced, but just the way he was doing it impromptu on, 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 on his radio show. So uh, those guys that were in attendance definitely got their money's worth, which was free. But uh, I wasn't really surprised by that uh, hire because I think 
the allure, if you will, of the 3-3-5 defensive scheme that Danny Gonzalez brought over to Arizona State was, was the reason why Herm Edwards hired him to begin with. And if Herm Edwards was pleased with the 3-3-5 system coming, in, coming into Arizona State, really producing some very, very positive results, it only makes sense to hire the apprentice, if you will, of Danny Gonzalez in, in, in Tony White to keep the continuity. And since we're talking about recruiting, obviously all the defensive backs and even linebackers that, and defensive linemen, for that matter, that were recruited in this class were recruited for the 3-3-5. So to not hire Tony White, which would guarantee not running the 3-3-5 in the 2020 season, would really require you to reinvent the wheel in a major way and, again, in some ways negate the qualities, the traits that these recruits that signed on Wednesday bring to the table. So I think uh, all in all, it definitely was a logical move to make. And it's important also to note that Antonio Pierce, who some thought, including myself initially, that was going to be the defensive coordinator for Arizona State to replace Gonzalez, he was actually promoted to associate head coach Definitely a reward for his outstanding recruiting efforts for this class and really the class before that as well. So uh, it's really just a win-win situation for those two individuals and obviously a huge benefit uh, to, to, to the program, keeping the, keeping the system in place, keeping good coaches in place. Because as we know, in, in, in college football, one of, the only, one of the only constants is the fluidity of the, uh, of the coaches that are pretty much nomads moving from program to program every two, three years. Now, Ho, there's some great talent walking out the door, right? Namely, Brandon Ayuk, their star wide receiver, and then Eno Benjamin, their star running back. But I'm what they have coming back in Jaden Daniels is, is compelling. And so I, I want to get your thoughts on the Jaden Daniels effect, so to speak. I mean, you get two four-star wide receivers. You flip an Oregon commit and Johnny Wilson. Uh, you could end up getting a couple more before that February signing date at that position as well. And a, a, a young up-and-coming star like Jaden Daniels, what has he been able to do for them and for Herm in recruiting some of these good skill players on the offensive side of the ball. You absolutely hit, hit, the, hit the nail on the head over here. The wide receivers that ASU has signed, the wide receivers that ASU is going to sign come the first week of January, absolutely have to do with J.D. Daniels and what, what he brought to the table. The numbers that he put as a true freshman not only shattered a lot of school records, but obviously uh, nationally, nationally he definitely made and, and named himself for a true freshman quarterback to throw only only two interceptions, and and it really wasn't an offense I would say was three yards in a cloud of dust by any means, and and it was a winning program I think speaks volumes to what a guy like Jed and Daniels has brought to the table, and really his maturity, his poise, and and ultimately obviously his playmaking has really been pleasing to the coaches and fans alike, but also very very attractive to recruits. So I think your your point is very very well taken. And absolutely valid that uh, Jaden Daniels, whether it's just a recruiting exploits on the field, or obviously getting to talk to him in person, or or, or via text, or, or or FaceTime, absolutely had a huge huge effect on, um, on 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 the Arizona State recruiting. Really, if you're one of the top wide receivers in, in the state of California, or just or just really nationwide, there's really no reason for you to dismiss uh, Arizona State when you have such a talented signal caller as Jaden Daniels. All right, so the Sun Bowl, December 31st, what are you looking for? I mean, it's kind of a cool matchup, Arizona State versus Florida State, but obviously FSU is in a straight of transition, flux, whatever. Um, what are you looking for out of that matchup? 
Yeah, I think the, the state of uh, flux and transition is really a deja vu all over again for Arizona State fans who were playing in the Sun Bowl in 2017, which was Todd Graham's last mm-hmm. game as a head coach for the Sun Devils before he turned over the reins to, to Herm Edwards. So how much that flux and state of transition that you just mentioned a second ago that Florida State is going to be in is really going to determine a lot. Obviously, they don't have Cam Akers. They're the, they're the star running back, but it's negated, to, to say the least, by Arizona State not having Eno, Eno Benjamin. And Arizona State also is not going to have wide receiver Brandon Ayuk as those two individuals prepare for the 2020 NFL draft. So I think, really, the mindset of Florida State and how they approach this game <clears throat> excuse me, is really going to determine, I think, a lot with, with, with the outcome. I, I definitely see a hungry Arizona State team. They were definitely were not pleased with their loss to Fresno State in, 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 in the Las Vegas Bowl last season. I think they really want to make amends to that. And I think there's a lot of players on the team right now that, that show that they can replace, you know, Benjamin, that they can show they can replace Brandon Ayuk. So um, I, think it's, I think it's definitely going to be a definitely interesting dynamic in place. Uh, but again, I think at the end of the day, the state of mind, if you will, of, of the Florida State Seminoles, whether it's a team just trying to just ride out the season and just usher in the Mike Novell uh, era as a, as quickly as possible, or they're really just playing to maybe impress Mike, Mike Novell and really approach this game uh, with much more uh, vigor and determination that than you think a team with an interim head coach would. I think that that definitely would determine a lot. But again, I think on the other side for Arizona State, there really is a lot to prove. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. If, it, if the Sun Devils uh, came came out victorious in this game, but there's no doubt in my mind the def the def after after being their their A game to uh, to, 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 to the Sun Devils to face for Florida State that really goes without saying. Oh, the last one I got for you, and I <clears throat> as I think about this, and you you referenced it too. You know, last year seven and six after losing to Fresno State in the bowl game, and this year seven and five going into the bowl game against Florida State. Where is the the patience level, you know, with with Herm Edwards, uh, you know, throughout Sun Devil Nation? Now, I realize it feels different than the Todd Graham era, right? They're getting stops defensively a little more consistently. Mm -hmm. Um, They had some youth on the offensive line, and that caused some issues earlier in the season. But it certainly feels different, even though the records are not all that different from the Todd Graham era. So at what point do we sit here and look at what ASU has done on paper and say, Where's where's the improvement from a win loss standpoint, and at what point do people start to get a little bit anxious about not seeing eight, nine, ten wins like you expect after the Todd Graham era? The improvement to be that's an absolute, absolutely very, very valid point. And I went on record saying that Arizona State really has to win this bowl game for the mere aspect you just mentioned of showing improvement from last year to this year. Sure, it would be eight and five versus seven and six, nothing, nothing to write home about, nothing to showcase as a significant improvement, but at least it's a, at least it's a step in the right direction. Now, when it comes to the patients, I think when, every, when all said and done, if Arizona State, as planned, is going to have nine four-stars in this 2020 recruiting class, by the way, all come from the high school ranks, so there were no quick fix from the junior college ranks in, in, in this regard, I think fans are willing to be patient when they see all this talent coming in and knowing that a lot, a lot of them can contribute in, in 2020 season, probably not all of them, but in, but, but in 2021, which, you know, not to look too much ahead, but that's most likely going to be Jenny Daniels' last uh, season as a Sun Devil because I expect him to declare early for the NFL draft when that time comes. I think that fans know 
that there's a lot of good times uh, coming ahead. But to your point, I think it's definitely crucial for Arizona State just to win one more game than last year because obviously, if you're not if, if you're not progressing, you're, you're regressing. And folks would say seven and six in 2019, seven and six in 2018. Really, nothing. Not, not, not much has changed. But again, I think when I think a, an extra win this year, and again showing the results of the recruiting class does give hope. Does uh, does put I think the uh, Sun Devil Nation in a much in, in, in a much different mindset. Let's face it, uh, the hire of Herm Edwards was met with a lot of criticism locally and and, and and nationally. You had very well-respected college football pundits predicting that Arizona State was going to win three games in Herm Edwards' first year, four games and in, 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 in this past season. Herm Edwards is definitely proving to be much much more than that. The, the fact that he did dismiss the offensive coordinator and two coaches from that side of the ball shows you that he didn't come to Tempe just to retire and just to ride out his golden years he wants to fix his program i think things are moving in the right direction but ultimately you're right wins and losses that that's really really it's going to determine the progress of, of, of this program so we'll see if they're able to we'll see if, it, if they're able to progress from 2018 to 2019 but i'm definitely expecting in 2020 and 2021 to see the progress that fans can really hang their head on absolutely it's going to be uh interesting to see and obviously the uh, sun bowl new year's eve from El Paso, Florida State versus Arizona State. Going to be fun to watch that, too. So, Hode, man, thank you for joining us. Really appreciate your time today. Thank you very much for having me on.